Hi, I'm Patricia Marshall Harris, and welcome to Dishing with Patricia. As a food, nutrition, and healthy lifestyle consultant, I believe that food is our medicine. And as the host of Dishing with Patricia, I also believe in connecting with notable guests who are going to dish about themselves, local events, and community topics. Today's episode was filmed in Accra, the bustling capital of Ghana. My guest today is Madam Na Crawley Sakanardi, the owner of Red Cotton Boutique, an exclusive upscale clothing line specializing in contemporary African women's wear. I hope you'll have an opportunity to join us. Welcome back to Dishing with Patricia. I have a surprise for you. I'm in Ghana and I'm at the fabulous Red Cotton. And my guest today is Na Crawley. Welcome. Thank you. I love your shop. Thank you very much. Every time I'm in Accra, I have to come to her shop. Tell us your story, how you got started. When I was very little, my mom told me that when my cousins and I were going to make clothes from my auntie who is very good at dressmaking, yes. I always choose something different. So I have like 18 cousins who are all girls. Wow. And they will all wear something similar, but I always come up with something different all the time. So my mom realized that it's most likely that that is what I'll be doing when I grow up. Yes. So at a point, she bought me a fabric, a piece of fabric to try to make it. So I hired a tailor to make it for me, but the fit was not right. Okay. Then I told my mom, looks like I have to go back to school to learn dressmaking so that I can start making beautiful clothes that fit correctly. Yes, and in what age was that? I think that was around when I, I was like 18. 18? Yes. Color is important and you mix and match colors and you just, <laughs> they just bring, if when you first walk in the shop and you see all this color and, and you're overwhelmed, you say, I'm not gonna like anything. And you put it on and your body smiles, you smile, and every time I wear something, I feel good. Yes. So, is that what's the premise of your doing this? It you is. wanted to feel good about yes. what you have Yes, on. I want every woman to feel very good about what they have on. It should fit when the dress fits the woman correctly. Yes. The confidence just comes out. Yes. You don't need to add too much to it. <laughs> the, so, how do you, I mean, does it come to you? you? Do you visualize your design? How does how do you how do you come up with a design like this dress I have yes. on? What was the inspiration? The fabric. The fabric. Yes. So the fabric makes the dress. The fabric makes the dress. I red cotton. Wow. Every time I see the African print, it has so much energy, like so many colors jumping at you. The moment I see the fabric, I know exactly what I want to make with it. Really? Yes. That's good. That's how I my approach is to food. My recipes come to me sometime in a dream. Yeah. And it comes in parts. I'll visualize something and I'll say, okay, I want that. And the next night, bits and pieces come to me. And finally I have a, a, a recipe that I want to make something. The only thing is, is that then I've got to write it down. <laughs> I've got to go in the kitchen and construct right. it. So when those ideas come to you, do you write it yes. down? Yes. Are you? Can you design? Yes, I can. Really? Yeah. All the clothes that I made here have been designed by me for for 15 years now, 
and I had one of the customers who came in, she was like, does recording have only one designer? I said, yes, that's me. She was really surprised because she'd been coming to the shop over a long period of time. Yes. And every time she comes, there's always something new. But I think that part of it, I, I commit everything into God's hands. Yes. And when I'm putting my designs on paper, I commit everything to God's hands. So I sort of get direction in some way as to what to design, how to cut the clothes, how to how the final product should be like. Because as much as I want the woman to look really good, I don't want to I don't want to expose parts of the woman that should should not be exposed. Exactly. So I try to cover as much as possible but you still look good in what you are wearing. Because you want the dress to speak for yes, itself. Yes. yes. All the time. All the time. Tell me how long does it take from start to finish to make a dress? We don't make a dress. The workshop makes about between 70 to 25 pieces a day. 25 to 75? 70 to 25 pieces a day. Wow. Yes. So it depends on the style. Then that is what will let us know how long it's going to take to make that. Some dresses may take about three days to complete. Yes. Some may take just a day. Some, if we are very ambitious, it takes just about half a day to complete one dress. Because we don't have one person working on a dress. We have a team. So before this dress comes up, like five people would have worked on it. So someone works on the sleeve. Yes. Someone works on the button. <laughs> and the detail, all of this, the buttons yes. are covered. It has to be covered. And the collar, if I pull this up, it, it, it will stand on its own. Yes. Look at that. <laughs> That's what I love, the details of this. Tell us the history of your fabric. This is Ghanaian fabric. This is Ghanaian fabric, but it, when it goes, it goes back over like several decades. Yes. It was the British that brought it in, okay. and most of the prints are from Holland. So we have the, yeah, they are the ones who started bringing Holland or African print into the country. Right. So the really, really high, high-priced ones. Yes. They are called Blisco. Blisco. Yeah. The Bliscos, they are, they are only from Holland. So this, this fabric, um, the fabric, not the design, the fabric comes from Holland. Yes. And the design. And the design comes the from design. Holland. Everything. Everything. So, is there a trademark that yes. they they only sell this for for Ghanaian? No, it goes across West Africa. Really? Yes. They have it in Togo, but we here we use we use Blisco before. It's so expensive. Yes. And so, by the time we finish making, by the time our markup comes on it, it's no it's too expensive for the average Ghanaian to wear on the regular basis as we wear it. Right. So we have our fabrics made in China and it's high target Okay. and it's 100% cotton. I've used it over 15 years and it still works. Okay. And we use it in or producing record. Okay. So I just want to get this, I just want to make sure that I'm correct. But this is, is designed by you yes. and there are Ghanaian women yes. sewing these yes. clothing and then this is your shop where the things are sewed. Yes. So this is not an average price garment that you would see on most Ghanaian women. So this is a boutique. This is a boutique. Exclusive. 
because most of our pieces, like what you're wearing, is only one. Really? Yes. About, close to about mm, 30 to 35% of our pieces are only one piece. The rest come in twos at most three. So when you see a dress from red cotton, you're not going to see it. You're not going to walk into a party and see another woman in your dress. However, if you do see a woman in your dress, you know she got it from red cotton. So that itself makes it very exclusive. The women that you employ, do they start it? Do you have an apprenticeship program? Yes. How old are the women? Do they start at, you know, in college or high school and then you bring them forward to be master apprentices? Tell me about that. They start, most of them, are, some of them are start illiterate. Yes. And some of them have gone all the way just up to high school. Okay. So after high school, they probably went into training to do this. So they are not really properly trained to make the clothes that we like. So yeah. when they apply to come to work with us, we start them up from the basic, from the basic of, of everything and we train them on how to stitch, how to cut, how to finish, how to hang the clothes. We train them on everything. It's like we are starting from the scratch. That's excellent. How many women do you employ? Do, is it just women or do you have men or your staff? We used to have men, but now it's only women. <laughs> I like that. I like that. When we had the men, it was, it was quite a bit challenging because they came with their own adventures, ideas. They want us to implement, but uh, I have to remind myself that if everybody was bringing their own ideas, then it would not be recorded. Correct. So as much as I appreciate the feedback and whatever you're telling me, if it's going to help the whole team, then it will be incorporated into what we are doing. But if it's going to help just you, then I'll, I'm afraid I'll, I'll say no. You're going to have to go. Yeah. <laughs> not go. You have to make a decision whether this is the best place for you. Right. Because I never sack anyone. Never. You let allow them to make the decision you whether make they the want. decision whether you want to stay or not. Okay. Most of the women they are looking after their children, they are the breadwinners of their home. If I tell you to go home today, that means I'm sending you back home without anything. You don't know where your next meal is gonna come from or where your next paycheck is gonna come from. And for me, after working about for about five years, I hope I don't get so emotional about it. After working for about five years, I realized that some of the women, this is it for them. So all my decisions have carefully weighed. Like, I cannot just say, get up and go, I'm firing you. That's it for them. They have to look for another job. During the month or two or three, what are they going to do at that time? Yeah. They have children. And it was it was a decision I had to come oh, to after working for five years. I can't make the decisions I want to make. Because I'm working with human beings and I need to know that I just can't do what I want. I need to consider their feelings and what the impact is going to have on their families and their children as well. So these these are your family. These are not just work. They're my family. You can say that they're my family. Yes, that's how we treat um, members of our team. Mm. We believe that people are our family. And as you, I just heard you say a few minutes ago that you have to pray on it every time. That's wonderful. Um, I am, I believe in the power of prayer. And I pray for things that, um, that I will be given strength and I will be given on my journey support and give me presence of mind to continue that. Are you the 
only owner? Do you have a partner that partners with you? Other than God? Other than God, I'm the only owner. You're the only owner. How long, when did you open your first shop and how many shops do you have now? I opened my first shop about 15 years ago in Osu, yes. on the Oxford Street. Yes. It's called, it was called well, Quali Couture back then. Because when I started, I wanted to make couture clothing. Couture. <laughs> yes. Okay. And I realized that it was almost impossible because the women come in and I, as much as I want to do customized clothing made for you, it became impossible when I started having my children. Yes. Because my children, I needed to make time for them. And a woman comes in, you have to fit her. Maybe she's in there. Uh, I have a meeting tomorrow. How do I go about this? And I have my children to pick up from school. It wasn't fair to the customer. And it wasn't fair to my children. So at a point, I had to branch out into ready to wear, but ready to wear with a limit. So it's not mass production, but then mix, making customized and ready to wear meat at a point so that it's not mass produced, my customers will not like that and I will not like that because it's not special enough. I want yes. every piece to be special. Yes. How many shops do you have? Now we have two. We yes. used to have, no, now we have three. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> we used to have four, but we closed down the one in Laboni because it was too small. This is the size of our average shop, but yes. the one in Laboni, we call it we used to call it a mini boutique. Yes. It was really tiny. Yes. <laughs> so we had to shut it down because when the customers walk in, they'll tell you that we don't get enough variety. And yes. the customers were complaining. So the whole essence of having that boutique was to make sure that the customers have easy accessibility to the clothes other than coming all the way to East Legon or to Spintex. Laboni is in town, but it wasn't serving that purpose. So we had to close it down. You also, of the three stores, you have one that's called Black, Black and, and White. Yes. What was the brainchild behind that? Black and White. We had a lot of the customers who get called to a funeral. Yes. Impromptu. They're like, what, what do I do? So we decided to come up with the Black and White line. So it's ready to wear. That is one of the original, pl uh, original plans that we've ever come up with. Because we don't have any shop that does Black and White, even now. Well, I have to tell you, one of my dresses is black that I purchased, and that is my funeral dress <laughs> that I purchased a couple of years ago. How can people purchase something from your shop? If you are not in Ghana or if you are outside Accra, you can go on our website. It's uh, redcottonboutique.com. Redcottonboutique.com. Yes. Or, or you can call us. Can call us or you can look us up on Instagram and Facebook. Yes. yes. So can we order something off of Facebook or Facebook would then um, take us to your link to your website? Yes. Facebook will take you to my website or to our Instagram page as well. Correct. And you have to remember that once you're on her site, that you can the the prices of the items may be in Ghanaian, but you can also there is a link up at the top right corner that will allow you to turn the currency into dollars so you'll know what you're purchasing. How long, what is the average time that if I saw something today, you had my right size and I said, I want to order, I pushed a button and said, purchase. What is the turnaround time? If we have the product in our stock room, that means you can get it in about four days or less. Four days or less? Yes, because DHL now sends close to 
America to London to yes. any part of the world, we want to send clothes to DHL and say, would you do that for us? Great. Are the sizes, how are the sizes? Do you have a chart on your site that, you know, because um, when you buy things on online, they may have a European size, they may have a U.S. size, or they may have um, Asian sizes. Do you have some instructions? So we have some instruction for U.S. and European, but we don't have Asian sizes. Okay. Yes. So if you're in America and you want to purchase something from her store, I won't tell you my size, <laughs> but I will tell you that I order two sizes larger than what I would wear in the U.S. So if you're an average 10, I would order a size 14. And one of the things that I love about her things, I, I can't show you here, um, but if I showed you a seam, all of her things come with at least an inch or more in each seam so you're able to let the dress out or you can bring it in. That's one of the things that I love because if I go home and I purchase the wrong size, I'm, I'm able to get it altered without any problem. I didn't know that. Yes. <laughs> you never, and, and what I do love about her, if you come to her shop and the dress doesn't fit, they will alter you. Yeah. It's alterations for free. I never add. Alterations free. is free. So if I came in on Monday and I bought a dress and I tell you I'm leaving Saturday, will I have my dress? Yes. Alterations take about a day or two. Yes. Have it done that is great. What about if I have you have something in a store that I want in a different color? Like I like this dress. I I want this dress in another color. Yes. It, is it possible for yes. me to do that in two or three days? In two or three days, or even earlier. It depends on how urgent. How urgent the it doesn't come at extra cost. The same thing. The same thing. Yeah. Did you hear that? <laughs> if you don't have the color that she, if she doesn't have the color that you want, you're able to purchase it, and you can. It's not an additional cost. No. At the same price, if you want it that day, I may have to tell you the following day, so that the workshop can work faster and get it to you. The so next day. normally one day turnaround time. Yes. Okay. Do you make um, children's clothes, things for children, or just women? Women, a very limited line for children. Yes. Very, very limited. And sometimes it has fun. Yes. Some of the women they feel guilty after buying 20 dresses. They're like, oh, I did a shirt for my husband. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you thinking about opening up a shop um, in Europe or in the US or the UK? In the UK, we've had exhibitions in the UK before. And just like in Ghana, our clothes just flew off the racks. Yes. So we've had two exhibitions in the UK. This year, I was supposed to have one, but we didn't. We tried looking into opening a shop in the UK, but the the labor laws there, I'm not very familiar okay. with them. So until I familiarize myself with the laws and I understand how it works, how the return policies and other things in the UK work, then we can probably open a shop there. I know we've talked about a myriad of things. Is there something that you want to tell us about red cotton that stands out that's going to be memorable for someone to say, I need to buy a dress from you? I just want you to know that when you buy red cotton, it's like you're buying a piece of art. Most of the people who buy clothes don't want to give them out or even throw them away when they have worn them for several years. 
So buying a dress from Recorton, you've taken a lot of time to make sure that the design is great, it will look good on you, and you will love it. So I just say, try one, and you will like it. I really appreciate you taking the time. I came into the shop the other day, and I said, she came, she knew I was coming, so she met me, took the time out, she was going to pick up her children. And I said, I, I have to seize this opportunity. How can I come here and not have a platform to record, to videotape Dishy with Patricia in red cotton? I mean, how can I not do this? How can I not, you know, help you along the way? But most really important, I love your things. It's the body, not the dress. It's the body. Remember, it's the body, not the dress. I just want to thank you for taking the time out and, um, allowing my team and myself to come in and to interview you today. I wanted to say thank you once again for joining us on Dishing with Patricia. And thank you. And I'll see you later until next time. Bye.